episode 576 comes to you live on the 7th of October 2022 at a special start time of 5:20 p.m. IST. Well, the T20 series is over and it's time for the ODI series. Though it's irrelevant in the context of what has been happening that each and every team is preparing for the T20 World Cup by playing more and more matches and making sure that all their 15 16 players have been given enough chances and then comes a ODI series in the middle of a T20 preparation is it necessary well, everything is necessary nothing is seen as out of context and therefore for me this odi series three match odi series i would have preferred a five match odi series but the schedule is tight and cramped so they could only squeeze in three matches because south africa also needs to head to australia and prepare in their own manner so what happened last night south africa scored in 40 overs 4 for 249 which was a good score considering they started slowly and then once again it was david miller and hanrik klassen who did the job so after south africa scored 4 for 249 the question always was can the b team which is the team that doesn't have the gargantuan players and we all know who those gargantuan players are in the present day context the gargantuan players are no kohli no rohit no pandya no sky no pant no many more and others no kartik i would see kartik in the 50 over format as well so no rohit no kohli no pandya no surakumar yadav no pant and no kartik and without these the, the so called b team still managed to Give South Africa a run for their money and stretch the total till eight for two forty. What does it mean in the context of what will be the fifty over World Cup in over twelve months' time? Because after twelve months, the fifty over World Cup will start. The preparation needs to be there, and I think post. the 50 over world cup the questions and the conversations around the transition will also start is india ready to pass on the baton is are the gargantuan players especially those who are in their mid 30s and around 34 35 are they ready to pass on the baton to the newer players for me the transition will be as smooth as silk because you have ready future hall of famers ready the likes of sanju samson ishan kishan the deepak hooda gaikwad pant ayer and the rest and these will become from the b team or the fringe team to the a team in the next 4 to 5 years and add shahrukh thakur as an all rounder and therefore i'm surprised why haven't they not included Shadul Thakur in the 20 over team as a backup to Pandya because we know what can happen. Hardik Pandya is prone to injuries. We don't want him. Don't want a situation where he doesn't play. So Shadul Thakur would have been the perfect 
like for like fast bowling all rounder for pandya but the selectors have their own mind which i think is something that needs to be relooked and therefore yesterday's performance of course it's irrelevant in the present day context but we always look towards 12 months preparation and i think it was perfect preparation yes chasing 250 we did not get up to get off to an ideal start when we lost our openers and our number 3 and 4 were a little conservative and a little slow and had they given those 15 20 extra runs it's always hindsight hindsight is always seen as something brilliant in hindsight had the likes of backward and kishan gone a little faster accelerated instead of being 41 then 15 overs had we been 16 and then 15 overs those 20 runs it made a huge difference because it allowed the likes of shreya sayer who's got nothing to lose and sanju samson who is putting everything right who's doing all the effort to make sure that he is part of the a team he becomes the a team in the next 3 to 4 years because i am seeing sanju samson in the same light as one sees dinesh kartik right now as someone who is in and out whenever he gets a chance he performs shreya sayer sanju samson ishan kishan prithvi shaw shubman gill rituraj gaikwad deepak hooda and rishabh pant are going to be the players to look forward to in the next 4 to 5 years and this question let me tell you next year in november 23 once the 50 over world cup finishes everyone will start asking especially the pped media which continues to sully the indian performances of course they are already questioning the indian cricket board's logic to have a 50 over tournament in middle of a 20 over world cup preparation i do not agree with this fact that they are questioning it i do not agree at all i think it's perfect had there been more time in the schedule i would have preferred at least 5 6 matches it would have given more chances because there are some players who may never get a chance and then when it comes to the question of captaincy well 10 years ago did you presume someone like kohli would be the captain no so, so a few years from now would you presume that the likes of shubman gill and prithvi shaw and rituraj gaikwad and ishan kishan and bishop pant all of them are good captaincy contenders whether they have captain at the domestic level or not has become highly irrelevant and i think whatever the bb india PPED media wants to say and whatever silly ideas they have and whatever they want to sully the team with with their silly ideas i'm not going to agree another interesting thing was that while there was a b team or the so called b team in the middle of the ground as players even the commentary box had the b team because all the so called a team left for australia and who were left the dropouts so if you look at the commentary panel right now maybe except for one or two individual it consists of b team c team they are also not the first choice commentators for any broadcaster because the main ones have left for australia or they don't think 50 over tournament is relevant to them 
so that so they are taking a break and will surely leave for Australia in the next few days once the proper tournament begins. It will be left to the B team to do all the job when it comes to the 50 over series or any of the domestic matches. It's left to the B team and the C team. If one can say that there is a French team or there's a second string team in the in the context of players, there's a second string team, there's a B class team in the context of commentators as well. And that's how things are. But while we talk about the performance of the Indian men's team and how they have risen despite the loss, do you know there's a women's Asian Champions Trophy going on? Did you know that? It's been going on for the past week. But except for the broadcasters and the commentators and individuals who were directly involved, that is the websites and all, no one else would even know that there is a women's tournament going on. So the question becomes, which was a bigger day? Which will be a bigger day? 7th October or 23rd October? Well, 7th October has already passed by in the context of the India-Pakistan women's game. But it did not get the hype the men's team gets when the women's team hardly ever gets the hype the men's team gets. They fly under the radar. They are rarely seen in advertisements. While the men's Asia Cup for one whole month, the broadcasters kept showing old matches of the Men's Asia Cup, the World Cup, especially the ones where we had won. They kept on repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. The broadcasters are still repeating it. There was no such practice when it came to the women's division. So the women's team, just like the hockey men's team, flies under the radar. You won't even know there is a tournament going on unless you have access to newspapers or any pseudo-media site. Or someone tells you casually like me that there was actually an India-Pakistan women's game tonight. What happened in that game? Well, if this was the men's team and we had lost, it would have become a huge deal. People would have started shedding crocodile tears. But there is not even an effort to shed one tear because the because sadly the Indian women's team lost to Pakistan. And how do I look at that? Well, I was just looking at score updates. I couldn't watch the actual match. I'll watch the highlights and I'll talk about it more in the upcoming episodes. But going by how the match went and what the websites were saying. In a women's game, if a team manages to score between 130 and 140. That's as good as between 180 and 200 for a men's game. You would think 137, 138 is nothing. But let me remind you, in a women's division, I've seen it plenty of times. All they have to do is they have to get to somewhere between 140, 145 and that's good enough. That's a winning score in the women's division game. Do you know? That after the Women's Asian Champion Proof, there's a Women's 20 over World Cup scheduled next year. Did you know that? No. All the focus is on the Men's 20 over World Cup. 
and all the focus on how the men's team will perform so don't expect to see lot of pages dedicated to the women's team performances of course they have lost which is always not good but when the men's team loses it's on the first page of the newspaper it's always there on the first page of the newspaper and that's not hockey and that's not badminton that's only one game whatever the obsession well let's hope that the indian team learns from this performances because from whatever i could gather through score updates they never look like accelerating right from ball one they allowed pakistan to reach 138 which is a huge deal in the women's game because in the women's game a fast bowler and a spinner the only difference between a fast bowler and a spinner is that one has a slightly longer run up one the other one bowls from just a couple of just bowls from the crease but the speeds are the same the fast bowler in the women's division bowled at 66 miles per hour the spinner bowled at 46 miles per hour and then in the women's game you see loopy full tosses and always baffled me that why are the bombay ropes shorter in the women's game the answer is such that the presumption is that women's team won't be able to hit as powerfully as a men's team which is anyways something which should have been not allowed in the first place but it's been there everyone accepts it so let's go with that for now so the logic is that unlike the men's team where the boundaries are right until the end of the ground or to the advertising holding just the gap is not much in the women's division women don't have the strength to hit big shots therefore the boundary is brought back in the only sport where there's a huge difference in the rules between the men's and women's game that it's a 25 meter inner circle the boundary the distance between the boundary and the holding is well almost like seeing cp and well what's between inner circle and outer circle of cp the gap between the boundary and the holding is it's like saying a block and b block of cannot place if you understand what i the context that's the huge gap therefore when fours and sixes are hit the place where a catch can be taken it's a six the place where the batters or the bowlers can prevent the boundary it's a boundary and this strange differentiation is something which i never understood but it's been there for a while everyone accepts it and therefore you don't see too many fours or sixes as far as the women's division are concerned very few women are able to hit one of them being member of the indian team but for them strike rate of 110 115 is acceptable you will rarely see a strike rate of 140 150 it's, it's a rare thing maybe someone from australia has a strike rate of 170 but that's in a short career because that will certainly change if that member of the team doesn't score for 
couple of matches or doesn't score too fast so you won't see women very rarely you will see a women scoring 45 of 20 they'll be happy scoring 45 of 35 they're happy with that the coaches are happy the team is happy so a striker between 115 120 125 is acceptable in a women's game and when i see the statistics rarely will you see that everyone has a striker over 100 so people are happy with 89 90 95 that's how things are and if a batter has a striker of 130 plus it's seen as something extraordinary 130 striker in the men's game is vanilla you are expected to have a striker of 130 in a men's game in a 20 over game but in a women's division strike rate of 130 well you would fall down on your feet and say wow you are a great batter but that's how this women's sport is played it's as chalk and cheese as it can be from the men's game because of the rules where there are the boundary ropes are brought in not every tournament will you see the drs being used for example in this tournament the drs is not being used maybe the host nation doesn't have the budget or it's expensive but in the men's game unless it's an exception every men's tournament whether it's a multi nation tournament or a private tournament there will be drs so while the india england series a private tournament one saw the drs as a feature in this particular tournament it's not there which is strange despite it being organized by the asian cricket board still they did not have drs women's drs is a red it's not uniform throughout in the men's game as i said whether it's a private tournament or a public tournament and if the governing body can have the budget they will surely make sure that they utilize drs even the boundary holding did not have the advertisements they were plain white boundaries as you would have seen in the 80s and the mid 90s so that's how this tournament is being treated under the radar double header matches none of the matches are being broadcasted late night all the matches are finishing in the evening time and before you know by the time you wake up have your breakfast one match is over you start preparing for lunch and you have your tea the second match is over so if you don't have access to the schedule and of course if you don't have time you'll miss out on both the matches that's how the matches are scheduled and it's happening in a country where you would rarely see front lines and the men's game and it's a rare situation usually happens in the morning and mid afternoon time that's been the norm for a long time and everyone accepts this bizarre norm but it's a norm nevertheless but coming back to this game yes it's disappointing that they could not chase 138 but 138 may as well be 190 at the men's division level so it was already a good score 
week you scored at 7 runs per over which means after 10 overs you had to be at least between 70 and 75 you can accelerate but in the women's game you could be 30 from 3 overs and suddenly you could be 50 for 5 from 10 overs that's how quickly it changes it changes more rapidly than the weather of a city you a team may find itself 40 for 0 in 4 overs but such is the psychological part of a women's game that the feeling team doesn't feel bad they know in a matter of moments the next 6 overs they can have them reduced to 50 for 5 next 6 overs 10 ones the batting team will also slow down that's how this game is played it's played more at a psychological level because of the assumption that women don't have the power rating prowess which i don't agree with but it's been accepted for a while and that's how this particular sport is played and that is what puts me off but that's how it is this was the case 7th october come to 423rd october whether 23rd october will go in the same direction or a different direction one doesn't know and one more thing in the women's game batting first is the more logical option than bowling first chasing in a women's game is never easy very few teams can chase australia being an exception but chasing in a women's game it's a rarity whether it's 50 overs or 20 overs What's the formula in the women's game? Win the toss, bat first, get to 140 in a 20-over game. Win the toss, bat first, get to 260, 270 in a 50-over game. And unless the other team is smart, you are on a winning streak.